Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth, shifting you into higher consciousness, a show that elevates, uplifts, and encourages listeners to grow, heal, awaken, and evolve. Eden and Kim include bold topics, interviews with inspiring guests, experts, and celebrities, intuitive readings, channeled messages, mental health awareness, and hot topics to expand your awareness. Tune in for unprecedented truth, authenticity, on-purpose discussions, and magical moments. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Talk Purpose and Truth. It's Kim and Eden, and we're here with part two of Emotional Vulnerability episode. And um, we just feel this is such an important topic because it can really be absolutely life-changing. And so um, we're going to help you with ways and how to be more emotionally vulnerable. So, so, so uh, yeah, I just think that it's important to say that um, there's so many different forms of vulnerability. And I think a lot of people don't realize some people think I am being vulnerable because I'm, I'm laughing more or, you know, I'm letting myself be um, like, enjoy, enjoy life. But there's so much more like, and, and we're, we're really wanting to focus on being emotionally vulnerable um, where you, you really are honest, like in living in your truth. And I think uh, hopefully we're going to be able to help people to, to recognize what that really means after the end of the session of oh, session. Yes. Not session. session. Episode. Episode. Maybe we'll <laughs> make it a session. I know. Right. We can do sessions on how to be more vulnerable. Definitely. I think we both could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to go into some ways, um, see some examples. Cause some people might go, well, what, what does that mean in life? Like, how can you be more about emotionally vulnerable? And sometimes it's starting in small steps. And sometimes it's like, I had a friend the other day have a secret that she was holding and all of a sudden, she, it was a group of us, and she's just like, I need to tell everyone. I need to get this out of me. And she felt so much better after doing that. So it could be that. Yeah. Um, uh, owning your mistake and saying sorry is a big one. Yeah, yeah. Open, opening up about a hardship or a trauma. Mm-hmm. What else? Okay, okay. Setting a boundary. Um, setting a boundary is a really interesting one. Yeah. Again, again, it's like, because if especially anyone who's a people pleaser, they, I think they can maybe set the boundary, but then they feel guilty for it. Yeah. And sure. also, yeah. And also, um, there's another piece to this that I think most people have experienced when setting boundaries, which is when you set that boundary, there's usually a rebound effect. When the person you're setting the boundary with gets mad at you for it because you're acting different like Mm -hmm. oh this isn't this isn't kim she doesn't act like this she's not usually so combative or (laughs) yeah well that's if you if you used to be a people pleaser and you recently decided i'm gonna Mm -hmm. just be in my power a lot Mm -hmm. of people are not gonna like that no no that's the rebound so they will they will resist it most likely and and there there's gonna be a period of time probably where there's like a transition where people get eventually get used to it. But the hard part I have found, which I know the Skylar who's listening, (laughs) she's done this with me. Um, (laughs) The, the hard part for the person setting the boundary, at least this is what I experienced was that guilt afterwards of like, Oh no, 
she's going to be mad at me now. I don't, I don't know how to, how to like handle when someone's mad at me. So, uh, okay, never mind. I'll, I'll be nice now. You know, something like that. Like we really have to be strong within, and and like give ourselves what we need. Like what's missing for us that we were getting from that person. Right, right. And it, it can feel vulnerable. Like I just had to stand up and kind of um, be forceful to this college person related mm-hmm. to my daughter. And today I had to, and it felt good, but it felt vulnerable because I'm not, I, I like, I've only in the past, like five years gotten more and more assertive in that way, where I just am speaking my truth and going, this is not making sense. Why is this happening? I used to be more like, well, it's okay. But I'm like, mean that if, you know, like I'd be in such a people pleaser energy, whereas yeah. now it's more power energy. And it does feel a little vulnerable. It feels a little bit like, oh, what if I upset them? And then things get dramatic and I don't like that. And then it feels weird. And like, so it is vulnerable, but it, it what it does is it sheds off those layers of people pleasing and starts to get you more and more in your own truth and power. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, after some time, you know, when you go through the, the transition um, and you stick with it, it really it has really beautiful results where, you know, you have a, end up with a healthier dynamic between you and that person. Um, but it's just really hard. And you get to also, like, that's another vulnerable piece is to, like, be honest with yourself about how hard it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, like, you know, you did it. You did it to me the other day, Eden. You, like, I asked What did I do? No, no, I'm just saying. You didn't people please. It was good. I didn't get upset at all. But you you might have people pleased in the past. I said, oh, can you please come to my retreat I'm having? And you were like, I don't know because of the dog. And then you just sent me a message like, oh, I'm doing too much. I have too much going on. I can't go. And I was like, I respect that. You were honest with me and I didn't get upset. But maybe, I don't know. But for me in the past when I was like years ago, I probably would have just gone because I felt like I have to instead of just been in my truth like, oh, I can't go. Yeah, you're right. That I, I would have done that. Right. I would have done that. So, I yeah. think that's a common thing for everyone. Like, especially yeah. when we people please with our friends or our family members. And sometimes we're like, oh, I don't want to do it. And then we do it anyway. Instead of being vulnerable and saying, I have too much going on. Like, I'm, yeah. you can just say, I'm overwhelmed. I have too much going on. I I really need to get some stuff done. I'm sorry. I can't go. That's it. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I don't know if this is even on the list, but it's this just came up. Like if you feel triggered by someone, um, like they say something and it upsets you. Um, most of the time it's usually something like a trigger from a past trauma that wasn't healed. Mm -hmm. Um, but you get to tell the person that how it made you feel. But what's, I see a lot of in my life, for example, is that it, instead they will just hold that in and it'll just pile up and pile up. And, and that's like, obviously the lack of vulnerability, but also like it, it really ends badly <laughs> when that happens because then you end up with a blow up, but yeah, like it's just, that's a way of living in your truth. It's just like letting, like if that, if I hurt your feelings by saying no, you could have said to me, you know, I'm, I'm upset that you're not coming. Right. And I really genuinely yeah. wasn't. <laughs> yeah. I'm just giving that as an example because that it's just so simple. But people yeah. like, you know, don't do that. And then they have resentment. Right. Right. And that's 
that's talking about or showing perceived negative or low vibration emotions such as anger or sadness or frustration without covering them up. Mm-hmm. So like if you really feel upset about something instead of saying like, oh, no, everything's OK, I'm fine going, hey, I'm, I'm, I really need to talk to you. But then that's being vulnerable because you don't know if the other person is going to react in a blow up or being mad at you. And you have yeah. to just take that risk because you're getting out your feelings. And then it goes back to the people pleasing because you're worried about how they're going to react instead right. of just instead of. <laughs> OK, because that's self-neglect. Mm-hmm. If you're more concerned about what the other person, how the other person is going to react and don't say it, you're neglecting yourself. Yes. But, but a healthier response to it would be to honor your truth in that even if the other person doesn't react the way that you want them to, because yeah. you're still safe, even if they get mad at you. Yes. You're, you're still yeah. good enough. And I think it, it, it reminds me of our last guest a couple of weeks ago, John Darby. And he mm-hmm. talked about um, learning how to have non-duality, which means like you're in such inner peace that when other things are going haywire outside of you, you're able to still stay in peace and stay in your power and not react you know, like a chaos or a crazy person. And so that that goes right to how can we be more emotionally vulnerable? And the number one way is to get to know your inner world of how you feel. And it's practicing telling yourself um, how to overcome like whatever's coming up. Like so like if if your sense of self is attached to what others think, you might tune in and go, how do I, why do I feel this way? Where is it coming from? Yeah. Um, if you're angry about something, okay, anger is coming up. Let me tune into that anger. Where do I feel it? What does it mean? And so it's getting to know yourself because a lot of times we can't be vulnerable if we're not even, we, we're, we're confused even to, as to who we are, you know? Yeah. So that's a whole, it's a deeper thing. So when someone says, stop being a people pleaser, it's not so simple. <laughs> right. It, it there's a link to something like a uh, an original wounding that someone probably experienced way earlier in life, probably as a child. Um, and that that's how our, you know, how our attachment styles are uh, created for us, too. So if one has like an anxious attachment, then they're going to like run away from the problem. And not right. speak speak their truth. And that's where it, it helps to work with, you know, like Eden does inner child work. I do coaching work like that. We, you know, working with people that can help you get to that root of what's going on. Because you're like, why do I keep people pleasing? Well, why am I having so many blocks and being vulnerable? Well, sometimes it, you can't fix it yourself. You need to actually go, you know, get out of yourself and help get help from someone else sometimes. Yeah. And let's do a shout out for Skylar because that just makes me think of her because she can yes. help that with that, too. Yes. Um, yeah. Emotional release for sure. Yeah. Emotional release. Yes. So check out Skylar Sustin on Instagram and you can contact her through there. Um, so also another one is just accepting the risk. Like you can make you can actually make the decision. Like it reminds me of like like long ago when my kids were little, one day I just realized like I'm being so impatient. I'm getting all frazzled easily. I'm going to make a conscious decision starting today that I'm going to be patient. And I actually listened to myself and I just started changing my habits and being more self-aware. And I 
I genuinely have like decreased that impatience by like 95%. Like I, I get like that every once in a while, but I'm very calm. So you can do the same thing. You could say, you know what? I'm going to start letting my true self out. I'm going to start being vulnerable and notice throughout the week. What am I doing? Like what things did I do this week? You know, praise yourself for it. Like, oh my God, I was vulnerable five times this week. Wow. <laughs> it, it, yeah. it, it helps because then yeah. your brain starts to look for more ways. And, and then that leads to so much freedom. And, and you're just like, oh my gosh, I feel like I know myself more now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, I just keep coming up with the um, possible reactions to this or possible, um, I don't know, fears that might come up when you go, like people try to do these things to to become who they truly are. I think there's like an easily a fear can come up of with like them. If I'm no longer a people pleaser, then who am I? Mm-hmm. So then they need to contend with that and, and really like self-discovery, like really learning, um, going on that exciting journey now of finding their voice and, you know, learning what their desires are without feeling like they have to meet everybody else's needs. Right. Right. And I think there's sometimes space in that, like if you're letting go of certain things about you, like being a people pleaser or set, not not being able to set boundaries or not being vulnerable, you let go of all those things and you shift to being more vulnerable and stuff like that, there might be a weird space or phase in between it where you feel strange. Like, wait, I don't feel like myself and yeah, my old self, but I'm not yet my new self and I'm in this middle point. So just realize that middle point is powerful and that you're healing and you're learning about yourself. And so it's just going to feel off sometimes for a little while and then yeah. suddenly Suddenly it feels like liberation and mm-hmm. feel like freedom. And you're like, I'm, I know who I am. I'm, you know, I'm, we're always learning, but you're a lot of times I'll ask somebody like, describe yourself. Who are you? And so many people are like, I don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you need to know who you are. You're you, you know what I mean? And so, um, we're always discovering, but you know, it, <laughs> it makes a big difference. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think that we'll, We'll end with that, but let's end what, with what we promised. We're going to share a couple more vulnerable stories for <sighs> you about ourselves. Um, and like I said, emotional vulnerability is sometimes sharing something that maybe you'd be embarrassed or think that you'd be looked upon as stupid. Mm-hmm. And so um, I don't feel that way anymore, but I used to. And so my ex-boyfriend that I had before my husband was really chaotic and There was a lot of incidents, like crazy incidents. Like he brought out sides of me that I would react back then and I would act crazy too. And so I would get so angry. He would accuse me of things and I would get so angry. There was one time where I was at his house and I got so angry by him accusing me. We got in this big argument that I just ran out across the street when cars were coming. And like I could have gotten hit by a car. Yeah, I just was erratic. There was another time where he was driving and I jumped out of the car while he was driving. Oh. I mean, it's like I look back and I'm like, I did these things. Like it, it, it's like so crazy because I, it does not even seem like me, yeah. but it was just that part of my journey. And so I, you know, I have compassion for it now, but there was just a lot of really crazy chaotic things that happened in that relationship. And it was almost three years, which is crazy. And luckily I met my husband, but um, I realized later I was trying to fix him. 
and he couldn't be fixed. <laughs> Maybe now he is. Who knows? Yeah, but, I wonder. Uh, but yeah, and I wish him well. But it just what we were not a match at all. So yeah. What about yours, Eden? Well, okay. This is a, a very different. Um, I did. Uh, I was asked to be on uh, a TV show called The Dead Files, and this was actually when I first moved here. So. Anyways, I don't know, like seven or eight years, eight, maybe eight years ago. And um, I went on and I was like, all I cared about at the time was like, I, I want to be a famous medium. So, yes, I'm going to take this opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and it came out it, when it when it aired. Um, what happened was um, I think when I did I did a reading for it was like a hotel owner um, and I told them to begin with, I don't like do what they do on the show. I just do readings based on healing. And they said, yeah, come anyways. Like we want you because it didn't really match what the show does with mm-hmm. the people like the mediums on the show. They do like ghost hunting and stuff. And I don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so they let me they filmed me sit down with the hotel owner and I did some channeling for her. And what came up was quite profound, but it didn't match like the premise of the show at all i didn't think it and i was like i don't know what they're going to do with this but it sure makes me look good because i did a really good reading <laughs> for this woman um anyway so when it aired um i noticed that they dubbed my voice many times and what actually happened did not air at all and they just like edited it in a way to where it kind of matched the show more um but things that they made me look like I was saying I didn't actually say so yeah but and they were allowed because <laughs> I signed a waiver mm-hmm. and I, yeah. I I didn't read it I was just like yeah this is good I get mm-hmm. to be on tv yeah so but that yeah. was you know where I was when I I was uh in that place in my life and I wanted everybody to know me for what I do because and I now was, you're, yeah now yeah you're not like that I, I was just wanting approval from you know mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't healed. Uh, yeah. So, well, speaking of wanting approval, I had one like that where this is like, and it's so funny because now you say things like, oh my gosh, that was so silly and ridiculous. But at the time, I did not see it that way. No. And it was about, it was about 15 years ago. I'm very different now. Um, but I would go to the Playboy parties, Playboy Mansion parties, which were really fun and amazing. So I wanted to go because they were super fun and lots of celebrities and stuff um, and nice. Everybody was nice pretty much. But um, to get in, this is so misogynistic, you'd have to send a photo of yourself. And so there was times where they didn't like my photo or didn't approve of me. And I felt like really stupid and like, oh, maybe they think I'm uglier, you know. And so I would keep sending, you could keep sending photos in. Like they'd be like, oh, well, we'll just send a group photo of all of us going and they'll maybe they'll approve all of us. So I would do that. And usually I would end up getting in. Um, (laughs) Sometimes I didn't get in. And I remember I just, like, overall, the whole thing seemed so silly. Like, I love that I went because it was fun. But, like, that part of it is so icky. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when you did get in, were were the pictures different than the ones that they they rejected you? Yeah. Yeah. So you'd have to try to find, like, prettier pictures. And, you know, like, I remember we would send group photos. Like, there'd be five of us going. So we'd take, like, photos of us all together. And then they would let all of us in. Like, things like that. Oh, wow. I know so crazy so like it was like rejected if you didn't get in like oh you're yeah. not you're not playboy quality yeah and 
very, very ego. Wow. Um, wow. Yeah. So, um, but the last thing, because we have to sign off pretty soon, the last thing that we want to say is um, vulnerable about uh, ourselves together is that, um, you know, we haven't released it yet, but writing our Prince book together, um, Eden and I, Eden channeling Prince and, and me helping and us having this book about Prince at first is very vulnerable because we were worried, like, is that going to be looked upon as, you know, people are saying it's fake or we're going to get drama or some kind of hate comments or whatever. And the, the beautiful thing is that we just put ourselves out there vulnerably. And we really started that with this podcast four and a half years ago. And we both are so heart centered and vulnerable with this that we um, don't attract. We literally have never received, I'll knock on wood. <laughs> hmm. We have never, ever received a mean message, a hate message, any neg not even negative comments. We've only received positive. And I just think that's amazing because I don't know if you remember, Eden, but when we first started this podcast, we were like, oh, well, you know, we, we got to get ready because we might get some mean comments. And, you know, are we yeah. going to be able to handle that? Yeah. And, um, and we were able to handle it. You know, we were able to to not receive those messages. Like, we yeah, haven't though, uh, Yeah, I think we were thinking because we're out there. We're different. We're we're woo-woo, you know, weird. <laughs> but yeah. I, I think that um, why that hasn't happened and this goes for anything in life, is that we are being guided. And as long as we listen to the guidance, um, then we are on the right path for ourselves. So then I feel like that means you, you can be protected. Yeah. And, then, and then if there was something that happened that was negative, um, there's a reason for that too. There's something to learn. Right, right. Yeah, I, can't, I really can't think of anything. Um, and then another time we were vulnerable was we were at Sir, which is owned by Lisa Vanderpump. This was before we had all these different Vanderpump rules people on our show, including Ariana Maddox, who lots of people know who she is now. Um, we've had her on the show. Um, we went to Sir, Eden and I, because Prince actually told us to go there, meet there. And we got this challenge that we channeled that we were supposed to go up to the people from the show. And we watched the show. So we were kind of like, oh, is that weird to go up to them? And mm -hmm. Eden especially, like, afraid to go up to them. So what happened? <laughs> well, I did. You you were like, well, it's time now. You have to do what Prince told us to do. So Vulnerable. You, yeah. So, so I went by myself. And um, I just went. I just kind of, like, passed. They were all sitting at a table. And I just passed, started, like, walking slowly by them. And Tom Sandoval, um, he's like, hey, you want a picture? Um, so, so he was the one who started the conversation, but I ended up standing there with them for like, I don't know, at least 10 minutes, like talking to all of them. And yeah, that, yeah, that Remember, was, I was, a little, I was a little afraid to do it, which I don't usually get like that. I just felt like dumb. And I went up with you and it was fun. Like we got to take pictures with them and hang out with them. And I know there's people. So I said, I, like, after we were talking to, I was talking to them, and he kept asking if I want a picture. And I, I started to realize, I think they get paid for doing that. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, but because people will post it, and they get paid for yeah. all that. Yeah. But um, I went and got you. I said, yeah, let me go get my friend. And so I, I went and got you and came back. We came back and we took our picture. But yeah. 
I was like, whoa, I've never done that by myself. <laughs> that was like, that was before the podcast. It was like right mm -hmm. when we were first working together. So we barely even like knew each other well. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah. So that was vulnerable too. See, we went and met each other in person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Vulnerability stories. Anyways, well, I want to, I'm going to end the episode with that same quote because I feel like it's important and it was like the gist of all of the the thing the vulnerable episode is that Brene Brown says vulnerability is the birthplace of love belonging joy courage empathy and creativity and it is only through vulnerability that we can forgive create new ideas have deeper emotional connections and empathy so yay yay all right. So thank you everyone for listening and we will see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Talk Purpose and Truth podcast. Find out more at talkpurposeandtruth.com and follow us at Talk Purpose Truth on Instagram and Facebook.